0: welcome to another episode of health wealth and happiness i'm james i'm joe and welcome to the show today we've got a real treat for you so from selling 3,000 santa hats out of bin bags in glasgow to sofa surfing in dubai to co-founding and running suited and booted the fastest growing and number one tellers in the middle east i'm very delighted to welcome our next guest ryan smith
1: thanks guys thanks for having me i appreciate it and uh I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, nice one, good to have you on board, man. Nice one.
0: Okay, so who is Ryan Smith?
1: Yeah, and bad background about myself. You're saying selling Santa hats out of bin bags, and uh, I've came from a bit of a, a bit of an entrepreneur background for for myself growing up. Um, I don't really know what entrepreneur was, but kind of grew up in Scotland, as you can imagine, you need to make money somehow. Uh, so yeah, so I started making money at the school playground, and that that sort of evolved into finding out what entrepreneur was, going for business meetings with guys who. We were businessmen and stuff like that, and getting knowledge and coffees and stuff. Just really diving into people's lives. I had a fascination about it. Um, And yeah, the story there with the the Santa hats was uh, one time me and my best mate was wanting to go to America. We both looked at each other's bank accounts. I think we had about 400 quid between us. And we're like, we're not going to America with that sort of money. We found out all these, uh, this sort of loophole, and we found these Santa hats. They were like 1.5 pence each. And we bought them, we bought all these Santa hats. This, this big Chinese box turns up at my door my mum's like, what's this? We end up going up the stairs. We are up to Glasgow and within a week we sold them out. I remember the big old Sports Direct holdout bags. We sold them out these uh, Sports Direct holdout bags for a pound each. <laughs> the next thing you know we are on a flight to America. So it was a, a pretty cool story and it just goes to show you, if you've got something you want to do, you can sort of chase it, you know.
0: So what brought you to Dubai? Yeah,
1: so Dubai, I, I had uh, two cousins over here originally living. Um it fascinated me to buy actually and you've you always seen the movies and the T V shows, etc And it was a big it was a big pull for me, especially as a salesman, a sort of entrepreneur. Um back back then, you know, I was twenty one and they said I found out I looked at different things, I didn't have any qualifications, I was like, what can I do? I can sell. So I had uh he had friends who worked in real estate and they said how do you about feel about coming over and selling these multi million pound houses? You've got a millionaire in a year, you'll phone up your mum and say, I've made it. Um, but it's, it's 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 not it's not all like that. It's it's, it's, a, it's a graft, and I got there. and It's a commission only job, and I, I arrived into it, and it. It was um it was different, you know. And I remember I closed a deal in my first couple of weeks. It was a big thing for me, you know. And uh, the guy beside me actually ran down a flight of stairs to try and steal the deal, and I goes, oh, "Well, welcome to Dubai," you know. It was like this place <laughs> is As it is, it is a great place for opportunities, I believe.
2: So, so in and the booted. Then how how did that that dream and that how did it all manufacture into what it is today?
1: Yeah, so uh, I think for, for suited and booted, uh, I always had a fascination with suits. Again, just sort of growing up with my mum and, and you, you didn't have much money. I always had the uncle, had a nice car and he had like, a nice suit on, a nice old jaggy the classic. And he, he always looked sharp and always associated success with suits. Um, so I always had a fascination. And I think even if you think about it, gents, you, you wear a suit to such an emotional experience all throughout your life, like your graduation, your prom, your wedding day, you're going for your first job interview, you're putting on your suit, you want to dress sharp and you go into it. And um, I had emotional attachment to suits. And um, yeah, so I ended up, the boys were all travelling out and about to other tailor shops in Dubai. So I was sitting on a sales floor, the guys were getting a lunch break, rushing down to tailors, which was a 35 minute drive away, doing a quick fitting, rushing back, the manager's going crazy. you have left the office for an hour and a half, where have you been sort of thing. And um, I, I was like, in every other city in the world, the tails come to them. So it was it was sort of the idea that came to me. I, I could bring suits to people. I love them already. It's something I'm passionate about, you know. And there's a gap in the market for it. How
0: long were you in Dubai for before you got into
1: and Into and, and the tailing side of things, I was, I was hey, roughly off. about a year. And to be honest with you, I got, like I said, you jumped into Dubai. I came to a commission only job. And there was a lot of job hopping going on when I originally went into it, um, just to try and find something I was passionate yeah. at. Um, the grass I always thought the grass is greener and I think that's a big thing for our sales isn't it and like over here they always think the grass is greener so I was like right you've got a job now with a, a, a salary package right I'll jump to that or it's a bigger salary package I'll jump to that and a I, I, I job popped for a bit and I, I was like I can't do this forever you know I need to focus
0: How many jobs did you have that first year in Dubai? <laughs> too many
1: <laughs> yeah so I, I had a lot i think i think the the popping part is something a lot of people do in dubai we've seen ourselves and me and you have even spoke about it. John, yeah. separately you know it's like there, there is a big thing with that and not actually getting committed and sticking to something and try to make yourself a success in that field you know in sector um so yeah and i remember i remember launching suit and booty before four years ago now and I just I just thought to myself, what am I going to do? How am I going to find these clients and all the rest of it? I think I did like an Instagram ad, a post on Facebook and somebody phoned straight away. And it was funny, actually, my my friends over here at the time didn't actually buy into the concept. I never understood that. It was, it was like, I always thought they'd be like the first ones to go out and do it. But we actually started getting leads organically and it sort of grew quite rapidly. It was like, I remember we sold one suit and we sold 30 and then we sold 100. And it was just like, this thing's working, it's taking off, you know.
0: Tell James about how he infiltrated that recruitment company.
1: <laughs> so it was—I uh, ended up. <laughs> this is a story for a uh, video, but I ended up um, going going uh, to one of my mates worked in recruitment, and it was the time I was just job hopping. So you went for a commission-only job. If you go to recruitment, you get a little nice base salary, and you can actually you still earn commission, which is good if you're a salesman. Um, and I was like, right, I need to get a job in recruitment. And I sort of looked around. And this one came up and it was sort of Google quirky. It was like, had the AstroTurf in there, you got coffee, walked in the door, there was fruit in your desk, all this sort of things. And a big old post, you play football you your lunch. It was just, it was quirky. And that's the one I went to work for. LinkedIn's a great tool. So I go on LinkedIn and I'm looking on LinkedIn and uh, I find the the, basically the regional director for Asia and, uh, in the Middle East and he's here. He's, he's in Dubai and a message I'm saying, look, um, I'd love to come and work in recruitment um, there any chance that I can get a job I'm really I'm a hard worker but first in last out the usual stuff and the, the guy's like yeah send me over your CV he's like what what experience you got? I'm like I've not got any experience he's like nah mate well, come, come back to me next May there's like a graduate programme you can come into or whatever it's like a year away I'm thinking to myself I need a job <laughs> I need a job now so I message him again and the next day I was like look I'll I'll make it work whatever I can do come I'll come work here and make it work and the guy's like look not a chance so LinkedIn has a phone number so I get the guy's phone number and I phone him up the next day i was like how are you doing mate it's uh, Ryan from LinkedIn and he's like what do you want and I'm like uh, look I'd love to come and work there I think I'd be a great asset to the company and all the rest of it and then um, I remember so the guy's basically put me off I've texted him a couple of times after this and then he's just put me off and uh, I always remember the story people need to hear you say no seven times you know until they say yes so anyway, it was Sunday morning. Sundays are Monday in Dubai. I get I get my CV. And I, I go to the office, and the receptionist at the time goes, "Oh, what are you here for?" And I goes, "Oh, I'm here." She goes, "Are you here for the interviews?" I says, "Yeah, I'm here for the interviews." I'm like, "Yeah, dancer. I've got I've got my CV under my arm." Sits me in a queue of people wait to get interviewed, and it's all glass. It's the full front of the it's just all glass, and I see the director, and he just passed out laughing when he seen me. So he does interview this, this lady and the next one, he comes out and he's like, um, what are you here for me? And I goes, I'm here to be interviewed. And it was just by pure chance of doing interviews that day. And he goes, I'll tell you what, if you can pitch to the full office tomorrow and tell me how you deserve this job, I'll give you And I went and pitched the next day and he gave me the job and it was sort of the first, you know, financial security I had. And it allowed me to get my own apartment, I didn't have to share or I didn't have to couch stuff anymore. my managed me to get my, my foot in the door. It was a, it was a big milestone for my movement into bar. you know.
2: Do you think in that moment where you were hustling for this job, you kept turning up, knocking on his door, do you think it was in that moment that you sort of discovered to yourself that you were on for bigger things in your life with suit and booted in these projects?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good question, actually. I think you kind of know, don't you? If you've got aspirations and dreams, I was always different. I was always trying to make money. I was all Even even in the jobs, I know a job hopped quite a bit and I, and I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. I was always working hard in the jobs, you know? It wasn't like... It was like first one in, last one out. It was like trying to make something of myself. Um I was just twenty-one, I was just I was just young, you know. I just thought the grass is always greener and uh, But I think I think I always knew.
0: Okay, so what took you from that and having that security then, which you took so long to get, yeah, to giving all that away and start selling suits?
1: And I I think just basically what James was saying there, I think it is that that drive, that thing you've got in your you feel it in here sometimes as like a sales entrepreneur you think this is it, I'm going to, I think this is the idea. And I never always wanted to work for someone. A lot, a lot I don't know it's a sales job and commission and all the rest of it. I just wanted to go and do my own thing. And even if it meant I had to take I mean, the first year, i we'll going to the same probably, but the first year I hardly made anything. I sold all these suits, but I got the cash flow wrong, I got the pricing wrong, I got the structure wrong. I mean, it's my, I'm, I'm now twenty twenty three 23, in business. You've got your first business in Dubai, you're in the Middle East. There's, no, there's there's not much support system here for you to do it. You need to sink or swim. And uh, I just remember taking a huge wage cup. I don't, I loved it, I loved every part of it. I loved the couch surfing, I loved the fact that I went there all the times. and I texted them and I phoned them and I got into the actual job. I love all that and I think that's something people try and become entrepreneurs or salesmen, but they're, they're, I think it's more than natural So
2: you created your baby suiting and booted and it's gone off and now what li- with the leading number one tailors in the Middle East which is fantastic What? what is what's made you the number one what is it excuse my ignorance and I'm probably going to get digged out about this later on in the interview which I look forward to but
0: <laughs> talking digging him out Talk, talking and okay, digging cool. him out. let me just address let me just address how sharply dressed Ryan and myself are so okay so how this all came about initially so Je- so Ryan I, I buy my shoes off Ryan Um looking so, good Again, obviously, so I know Ryan's story. Ryan's again got a real successful business in Dubai, so we invited him on the show. So I said to James, I said, Look, mate, Ryan's gonna come on. <clears throat> He's a tailor, obviously, sells suits, makes suits. I said, So I will wear one of Ryan's suits, so put a suit on. And then I'll, I'll, I'll just let you talk through your attire, James. What are you wearing
2: today? I'm wearing a green jumper, <laughs> um, not looking as smart as Joe and Ryan, to be fair uh i I didn't get the memo clearly what's the Um,
0: inspiration behind your outfit today james
2: well listen there's no (laughs) inspiration behind it it's it's on branding with my brand behind me that's all i'm going to go with (laughs) right
0: now with the dress that i can take the jacket off so yeah moving on anyway (laughs) well i've I've even i've lost what we were talking about then
2: i was saying to you uh before i was dug out there um i was saying what makes you different and what makes you know the suit game like you found your usp to become number one tailors now what, what is the, what's your route that you've gone down to position yourself where people are like, you know, I just need to go with suit and boot, they're number one. Um, how do you differentiate yourself in this market to become leading number one?
1: Yeah, I think one thing, and I, I never got it right the first couple of years of business is branding's everything. and um, Branding's massive and we we took on a company here called Grassroots, so a great company and the help branders, you know, like, get the right. Because I built up a portfolio for myself, a client base, but everyone was saying, use Ryan Smith, and it was never used, suited, and booted. And that was a big thing, actually. So if you take it down to the branding side of things, it was like, right, I need to get guys to stop using just me as a person, which is great, I've got my own client base, but I need them to actually, you bring on a of staff to go out and sell suits and deal with customers. So the branding was probably one of the big things we did. And then the, the, the second thing was uh, market knowledge and Who's good? Who's not good? And the craftsmanship with some of these boys in Dubai is phenomenal. Some of the best craftsmanship you've seen in the world. And um, the hard workers, the, the boys, the boys of the families all put money together to get them all. to come to Dubai make a living to support the family network. Some of these guys are phenomenal. And some of the guys we've got under us, suited and booted, are really good. Um, to the point we we head-hunted them from other stores we knew were good. Then they uh, brought them all in. and We created a real family atmosphere. And uh, we we're the first sort of British mobile tails. There's a lot of different nationalities here, but we we're the first sort of British mobile
2: tails to actually open up. That's a big one we haven't touched upon. I know you want to say something here, Joe, but with all the guys we've had on, we've spoke about marketing, we have spoke about sales, but you touched on one there, culture. That's a big one, culture and building an army, a team, where everyone's pulling in one direction and everyone's on board. I think that's huge. What sort of culture have you built within Suit and booted?
1: Yeah, again, we're I, I, talking about that as a family aspect. I think um, if, even as the owner of the company, uh, I, I still work six days, seven days a week, every week. And it's like having that sort of, if, you, if you're out working first in, last out, like the boys that are making making the suits, um, if you're going into the workshop and you're in there at 10pm, I think they respect that. And I think staff respect that as well. Um, and other things actually just treating, treating people right, paying people on time, you know, and it's like, you've got a lot going on in, in the back the back the back offices and all that workplace you staff aren't actually been taken care of and it's not just buying my pizza on a first day after you've have to for a Friday after you've gave them help for a few months you know it's like it's actually building a relationship where people can come to you if they ever need any help if, they, if the door's always open you know
0: mean that's a big thing for me as well. so I'm big on service and it, it, with you guys it's a personable service. Um, so the, actually the quality is good. You're always there at the end of the message, end of the phone call. I know obviously it's not always gone plain sailing for you, um, which I know you had a few issues a few years ago. And for me, how you handled that was the main reason why I've come back to you time and time again since. Um, I mean, can you, talk, can you talk us through what happened back yeah.
1: then? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, uh, you, you go – But business is a funny thing and you can trust people quickly in business – um and I, I'm I'm my personality was I think I've been hardened but I'm, I I wouldn't change my personality for the world. But still, you can be naive. Um. So yeah, I was basically with, with investors and other things. Basically, at a point, um, I was backed into a corner where there was no cash left in the business. I had no control over anything. Like that um, I had. We were before we actually took on our own tails We used to uh, get the stuff made in Italy and shipped over. So DHL, there was like guys' weddings, guys came back to, it was Christmas time. So it was like, guys all heading all back for like the end of year event tuxedos. Everything inside this DHL, which not been paid for collection. I had no money. I couldn't even get the stuff out there. I remember all the guys were all going to the end of year work thing. I don't know if you were there, Joe, at that time as well. I phoned me up saying, where's my tuxedo? And that we're flying to. I was like, it's definitely going to be out of DHL tomorrow. I had no idea. And then I had to like go and sit with over. I think it was like 50, 60 people have a coffee and say, here's my current situation, here's what's happened, Um, but I, I, I always knew there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and I think if you're honest with people, and stuff goes wrong every day in business, it's not sunshine and rainbows, if people get into it thinking they're going to be this great success, there's stuff goes wrong every day, and I think, I think if you don't learn to love that process, when things go wrong, you fix it, and you, you sit back at the end of the day with your coffee,
2: or whatever, you're like... How did, I get
1: through? how did I get through that, you know, and you've done it. I think that's massive.
2: So your low moments, and we've all had them, free business or whatever, for you personally, how have you overcome them? You know, is it something that you've, you know, from a mindset perspective that you've got rooted that enables you to just keep moving forward, whatever? What do you put it down to?
1: I think, I think it comes down to nature as well. Like like I said, like the guys tell me I'm not getting the job. It's like, I'll go again, I'll go again. Like, there's so many times, like, Les Brown says a great quote, if you're going to fall down, at least land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. And it's cliche and it's all the rest of it. But it is true. It's like there's so many times in life, even with going on in the world right now, um, there's a lot of people losing family members. There's a lot of bad stuff on the go. There's, there's a lot of stuff going wrong with people. People's businesses are built for 10, 20, 30 years are closing down. Um, if they're not adapting like to Zoom calls and all the rest of it, think of all the old school guys even though to switch on a computer. They've built businesses and they're falling to pieces right now. And I think the times, if even the darkest times of them, if you can learn just to think, right, I can go again, like no matter how low well this is getting, I can go again. How easy is it doing business in Dubai? Dubai, Dubai, I think it's a very tough place. There's a lot of um, cut cuts out the, the, the weeds sometimes, you know, really quickly. Uh, Dubai, I think. Um a lot of people do I, I thought I was gonna come over like say, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire in the first year, they promise me this and that uh, next time I'm gonna make this and I know, even from personally knowing Joe, how hard he's he's worked at something for himself, you know, and like like you like we spoke about it all all our friend, Like people get caught up, and there's a massive lifestyle here, and it's it's one of the best lifestyles you ever have in the world. It's phenomenal. The sun's shining. It's it's amazing. But for for like so we're speaking about like Saturday. Saturday's my busiest day. All my mates at zero gravity, or going to the pub, or going for food, or going out. Do you know what I mean? To like girlfriends you know, for dinner, and I'm I'm, I'm delivering. so it's, it's like half night, at night and I think that 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 is the difference that a lot of people don't have that mentality my business partner for example Joe's met him Calvin Um Calvin when he first got here got to sell a little house in the middle of nowhere, basically and he just worked, worked hard and he was probably one of the best brokers in real estate um, and that, that's all he did he just worked I just remember it seven days a week You just got and we could relate to each other and even before he came into business it was something you're just like I respect that you know
2: i guess it's when you're when it's your own baby it's your own project and you've built it up right from the bottom into what suit and boot is right now you've just got that attachment for it to succeed and you? you're just going to do whatever it takes
1: yeah i agree agreed. agree and the baby the baby scenario is that you know as your baby like and you do when things go wrong and people say oh you don't ever hear you've got an ugly baby you know and it's like that. that is the same for it you know but you always want to try and get it right but you're not no, I think that's a big thing you you need to learn, you're not gonna get right first time, but it's how you adapt from that. So what gets you out of
0: bed in the morning?
1: What gets me out of bed? I think yeah, I think I think we basically what James was saying it is, it is my baby. I, I don't you don't really need that alarm clock to get you out and go for it, you know, you're like, what's next? We've got plans to expand. Um and I'll go back to just like everything else that's going on in the world, even with coronavirus, etc. as well. the we got plans to expand back to the UK, go to Saudi this year as well? and all these other things. It just goes on hold straight away. So, But I still think that motivation to still build and grow and, and adapt, it, it, it sort of gets me out of bed in the morning. I
2: love it. I love I love what I do. You touched on Corona there. I think that's pretty cool to ask you, what are you doing right now to pivot? Is there anything you can be doing? Yeah, so we're still getting a lot of leads coming in, which is amazing.
1: Um, especially a lot, of, we've got a lot of clientele who are looking to support us after we reopen. Right now, the workshop closed. Staff and health comes first. Obviously, I'm not Put any my guys in rest to to any of that at the moment, um, and and ourselves, you know. But what's so the back office stuff we're working on? Type forms we're working on. We did a really cool uh, data capture thing. I never had a CRM before. gave me a chance, and that chance to actually, the business is your firefighting all the time if it's busy, you know. And you're like get caught up in the day. You don't have to set aside time. You think right, I need to build a CRM. I need to do this. I need to do this campaign and all the rest of it as well. So. Uh, this week we did a type form uh, we're giving away a free suit that allowed us to capture uh, hundreds of people's data recently and, like, name, address, number just things we didn't have before um, which I'll get I'll, I'll send over to you guys as well um, oh, it's a great competition you yeah, uh, have height
0: restrictions on the suits though <laughs> I'm already entering that I'm filling it out right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> <The piece laughs> you best to be
0: charging twice? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah but that sort of thing like even Zoom call with my clients doing interviews like this we've done a few podcasts recently as well um, touching base and keeping in touch it gave us actually a chance to build a more personal relationship because our clients are just sat at home pick up the phone see what they're up to see what they're doing you know my sort of industry I've got a lot of friends out of, out of the business Are you
0: investing much into sort of social media into, into the marketing side of things?
1: Yeah yeah even for myself just to learn it like there's time in my hands now what am I going to do am I going to sit and nail through Netflix at the moment I can actually get time to watch YouTube and need my friends friends here in the, that industry have passed me like links to stuff and learn stuff about it you know and it's given me a chance to actually adapt that side of me now as well which I never had before and I think that's a big thing what are you are doing now you're a personal trainer I've not had a, I work seven days away I don't have a chance to work this time I've got a chance to work out you know and actually focus focus on myself and uh, which has been great um, it's funny. I always thought to myself, "I love a week off. I love two weeks off." <laughs> it gets to the month stage of, all right, let's get back to work here." <laughs> so, you're producing content yourself? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's a a major thing for any business. I think you should be producing content on all platforms. And uh, it's something that's actually grew my business. Um, I touched on before. The boys at Grassroots do a good job with the actual professional side of things for that, like the the video and all the other rest of photography and what we're doing to actually put a brand behind there. But actually, myself, like touching like basically all clientele, tagging them in. I think Insta Stories, is free. it's free, yeah. it doesn't cost you a penny to put up an Insta Story and say, Here's what I'm doing. This is what, what's going on. What suit do you prefer? Here's how to wear a Navy suit. Here's not how to wear a Navy suit. Here's how to wear a grey suit. What's hot for 2020? Summer's coming in. Let's talk about it. Do you
2: know what I mean? And I think actually keeping an audience engaged, even at this time, is, yeah. is huge. For you coming out the other side of coronavirus now, when this all blows over, what are the goals and what's the vision for you? What's your vision for life taking, you know, suit and boot forward? Where's it going to go from here?
1: Yeah, I think I think for us, the plan's still the same. The plan won't change. I think the the world will adapt. Um, who knows how quickly that will happen? When will are send? Nobody knows, you know. Uh, just myself, even, like, the plan's still to go to the UK. The plan's still to go to Saudi. None of that changes. I've got about 70 odd oh, suits so I need to deliver <laughs> as soon as the doors open that week. You know, it's like people are going, weddings will be back on and life will resume. You know, it's not, it's not going to change the, dr- dramatically in that sense. I think it would just be, right, let's go again. And we've got a plan for the next few years and just stick with it. Nothing like that will ever change. Do
0: it all again. What advice would you give an 18-year-old Ryan Smith?
1: 18-year-old Ryan Smith, dear to me. <laughs> um, to be 18 again... Well, it feels like yesterday. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. How old
1: are you anyway? Yeah, uh, twenty seven. I look about Boy, 85, yeah. but that's <laughs> life for you. aren't you thirty five? I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. I think I think uh, I think I'd give the advice of be careful. A guy once said to me, "You see uh, sheep and wolves clothing and wolves clothing on sheep sometimes and never." put them in different boxes and categories, actually get to know somebody. And not everybody's actually out to help you, but there's people like, uh, big thanks to Joe and all the rest of the I got like, uh, they, they low points, people got behind me and I did I did really respect that actually, the sense of like handing out numbers, handing out business cards, like this guy's a great guy, something's happened to him, let's rebuild it with him. And we're talking about Dubai actually, building a business in Dubai, if you got a good community, we're talking about community with the, the workers, but actually a community based with your clients. It's huge, I actually getting a family feel within the client, which is hard work, keeping in touch with clients when you're that busy, you know. But when you build that, they'll have your back, and when things go wrong, they'll still have your back, you know. And thankfully, we've came out the other end and things are looking well. But 18 year old Ryan Smith, I, I, would, I would be um, saying, watch who, who, who you're in business with, watch people well. Not everyone's got the best intentions. And um, we'll pause there, guys, is it working?
0: For the benefit of the listeners, how do we find you?
1: Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, website,
2: um, suited and booted to buy. Check us out. Give us a follow. I'd appreciate that massively. Fantastic. And they can fill out this type form as well, but bear in mind, I'm filling mine out already. I'm going to win this competition, by the way, because I need one. Just the listeners tuning in, okay? You're up against me here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find this type form? Is that a type form there for people to fill out? What is that? I'll send it to Joe. Um, we can post email. Yeah, send course.
0: the link through and I'll, I'll share it with it. I'll share it with all the listeners as well. Perfect, guys. Excellent. Cool. Thank you very much. Have a great day. I appreciate it. Take Take care. Bye now.